CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Once again, you are listening to Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash from Donald W. Cash and Associates. Thanks so much for tuning into the program as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. As always, Don, my friend, how are you on this week? I'm good, Mark. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I am uh, doing pretty well. Hope that things have been good since the last time I talked to you. Anything exciting happen? Just, you know, doing my normal thing, work, getting back to the work mode, kids back to school, watching a lot of soccer, cross country, racing with my daughter and just getting back into the normal post-summer fall activities, which is enjoyable. I really uh, enjoy the the school year with the kids, and once in a while I get in there to my kids' school to teach a, a subject or two. So, oh, very nice, um, a lot of fun. Enjoy yeah. it. Well, you know, we were, I was thinking about this, and I wanted to, my, our conversation this week is going to be basically about having a plan, and we're going to take this from the aspect of flying. Have you a? I know we've talked before when you take family trips, you guys drive, but with the kind of work that you do, do you do a lot of flying, commercial flying uh, around the country or anything? Big flyer, small flyer, what what are you? I usually fly probably once every few months to meetings around the country. So not a lot. It's a good balance. I do enjoy that level of flying from place to place and seeing new cities. A lot of times I have these meetings at different cities and and meeting with the different advisors and learning new things. And and I like flying to that extent. Not a lot. I I think it would kind of wear me out. I know friends of mine that fly quite a bit. and Mm -hmm. It's not something I I would want to do all that regularly. Early, but I, guess it, right. you know, I always found going to the airport is and being at the airport and going to a city, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, it can be. And I'm with you there. My wife travels extensively for work, uh, international travel. She is always going uh, long distances. She's always going across the pond to Norway and London and Poland and China. And uh, and she does it monthly. She has a long trip every month for her, her position. And I just don't know if I could handle 12 or 14 hours in a tin can <laughs> going across the uh, going across the globe as much as she does. But it got me to thinking, how could we learn some things from, you know, flying? What could it teach us about retirement? And it's actually a really nice, simple segue to think about this concept, Don. And I think you'll do great at this because, you know, the first thing that pilots do, and we all should, we all kind of know this, we've all flown before, is they file and they log their flight plan before they ever leave the tarmac. And that's a great place to start, having a plan. Absolutely. That's the one area where it's a starting point that people, they just overlook it, having a specific plan. Yep. So you mentioned your wife flying to Poland and flying to Asia. Yep. So, you know, let's say, suppose you're flying from New York to Asia or from uh, Which she does. North Carolina to Asia. <laughs> right. She flies probably from Charlotte to New York and, and from uh, there to Asia. From Raleigh to so, JFK. Yep. Mm-hmm. So depending upon the weather, mm-hmm. you might fly either over the Atlantic or if the conditions are different, you might actually fly over the North Pole, which is pretty cool to think about, right? And then south to Asia. But you know, here's the thing: it's not a decision that is made after the takeoff, <laughs> right? You know, weather patterns are studied, and the flight plans are laid out well in advance of the actual flight. So it's really not a lot different than retirement. And you shouldn't retire and say, "Well, I guess I'll just figure out what I'm going to do with my free time." and kind of determine how I'm going to get income from my investments. 
you know, a lot of people unfortunately get close to that retirement age. And Mark, I see this quite often. They don't know the basics. They don't know their social security benefit or when to take money from their IRA or their non-IRA savings. Here's one we spoke about last time. I think it was either last episode or the one before that. You know, what is the plan to cover health insurance? Yeah. Because before you, you reach age 65, you're going to need to buy health insurance. So what's the plan for that? That needs to be determined well before retirement. But so many people, you know, they head into retirement without a, a game plan or a flight plan for their time or their money. No, I think that's a great point, Donna. And, and again, you know, that, that's why I thought it'd be really good for to do an analogy to say, you know, having a plan ahead of time uh, is crucial for retirement as well as for air travel. And I'll speak to my own. The last time I took a really long flight, which was from uh, the East Coast to the West Coast, I just can't fly like I used to could when I was younger. The turbulence uh, really affected me more now than it used to as I'm aging. And yet there's another perfect parallel to how turbulence affects people in different ways as we get older. And you can certainly tie that right into retirement. Ah, yes. Turbulence or in the parlance of of retirement planning or investing volatility. We yeah. spoke about that one in the past as well. So some people, you mentioned you're bothered by the turbulence. Other people really you know, are not bothered so much and they might even sleep through it sometimes. <laughs> I've seen right. that. It's not me. I would wake up. Others don't like it at all. They get sick. They get queasy. They get nervous. You know what I tend to do when I'm flying though? Hmm. I look at the flight crew. If the flight crew looks okay, they look pretty under control, then that makes me feel uh, a lot better about the flight. But you know, you rarely know when the turbulence is coming ahead of time, right? So you normally don't find out until you're right in the middle of it. So the same thing is true with the market volatility. You don't know when it's coming, but if you're paying any attention at all, you know when it's happening. So just like the turbulence, some people really aren't bothered that much by market volatility, while other people go into like total freakout mode. So it's important to know how you feel about market volatility so that you're prepared to deal with it and not make any rash decisions when you're in the middle of it. Like, you know, we're going to sell everything. We're going to move into cash only or bonds only. You really need to understand and learn about risk tolerance by understanding how markets work, really having a solid understanding and how they've behaved historically. So volatility is normal. That's the bottom line. But it's like aging. When I think about that, once I hit 40 or 45, no one ever told me that I'd be getting certain aches and pains or my vision was going to diminish a little bit once I reached that age. But, you know, I did and it's normal. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Volatility, aka turbulence. Yeah, definitely normal. Uh, and it does affect people in different ways. And that's why, you know, working with the right advisor for your situation, having that right plan in place that's going to adjust for your tolerance of uh, volatility is going to be very impactful. And that's what we're talking about here today on Your Money in Your Life with Don Cash. So I'll keep the parallels going here, Don. So destination of where the plane is going. So they have help. Like to your point earlier with the flight plan, they don't just get up in the air and say, well, how are we getting there? Right. So same thing. Air traffic control is there to help guide them to and through that destination. 
No doubt about it. You know, even the best pilots in the world, the most experienced pilots, they need that help getting from point A to point B, no matter how long he or she has been flying. They can't see everything from the cockpit, especially if the weather's inclement. The air traffic control is there to tell them what he needs to know because, I mean, like I said, they just can't see everything. And with your retirement planning, no matter how long you've been investing, how long you've been at it, there are things that you can't see from where you're sitting. You know, these are things that we often refer as uh, blind spots because planning for retirement is different when you're in that phase or you're going toward that phase than when you're in the growth and accumulation phase. And if you've never planned for retirement before, how can you expect it to know everything that you need to know? So as I mentioned, the growth and accumulation phase of investing is just totally different from the retirement stage. When I think of what I would call the accumulation stage, Mark, I'm thinking about you know, basically from age, let's say 25, once someone gets out of college and gets their first job to somewhere between 55 and 60, where we know the rules at that point, right, of investing right. is spend less, save more, be consistent. That's where we develop good habits and we accumulate that money over time. And we're not as concerned where typically a younger person isn't that concerned about how the market's going to be moving from year to year. But in the retirement stage from age 55 and over, the objective is to protect the assets, right? And create an income plan to be sure that you don't run out of money. And at that stage, in that age, or that age range, it's a lot more complicated. We have many issues to navigate through, like Social Security, Medicare rules, long-term care, IRA and 401k rules, and penalties to avoid, not to mention inheritance issues, legal issues, things with wills, trusts, powers of attorney, advanced healthcare directive. And not to mention the fact that at that point, you really have to be mindful of what you want to do. What are the things that are, your, are on your wish list? And when do you want to accomplish these things? And you know, I look at it this way. If someone is in their, let's say, 50s, 60s to mid-70s, I call that the go-go years, Mark. They are on the go. They want to do their things on their wish list that they haven't done over the years. Perhaps it's travel. Perhaps it's seeing the country or traveling internationally, You know, buying that boat and making some cool golf trips or fishing trips. Then after that phase, we enter perhaps the 70s and 80s, the slow-go years, where you're <laughs> right. not doing as much of this. Then we move into the no-go years. So this is typically in advanced ages, like the late 80s and into the 90s, where you're really not doing as much of any of that anymore. So we go from the go-go years to the slow-go to the no-go years. And in 25 years, I have seen a lot. So my perspective at when it comes to these things is do it while you can. And there's a lot here. That's why we need a solid plan. And continuing keeping up with these issues that affect the family, that's part of my my job. It's part of why I engage in a lot of continuing education. Much of the travel that I do that we talked about, you know, every couple of months is to travel to different cities and meet with people and engage in 
continuing education, when it comes to investment planning, IRA planning, social security rules, whether it comes to legal planning, the like, anything that's going to affect the family, affect someone who's trying to plan for retirement, that's part of my job as a CPA and a CFP, is to keep up these things for my my clients and, and their families. Well, I know you do a great job with the analogies and the parallels between flying uh, and uh, and retirement planning, and they really are pretty similar. You need that plan in place. Uh, as Don just mentioned, he continues his education. He is a CPA and a CFP. So if you have questions or concerns about your own quote-unquote flight plan for retirement, give Don a call at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. And always you know, check with a qualified professional before you take any action and you can reach out to Don again at 800-664-1183 at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Uh, His office is over there in Red Bank. And of course, you can always find him online at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. And while you're there, you could uh, subscribe to the podcast and also send us an email. And we have one here from Elizabeth in Westfield for you. And she says, Don, I'm retiring in six months and I'm wondering what will happen if we have another market crash or downturn before I get to the finish line, do you think I'll be okay for the next six months or so? Ah, Elizabeth, this is probably the most common question that's thrown at me. (laughs) Unfortunately, nobody has a crystal ball, but everyone does want to know the answer to this question. That's really why people watch CNBC or, or Fox business and read a Wall Street Journal or Barron's and they're continually looking at their smartphone or looking at the television to see what's going on with the market, if it's going up or down. But with all due respect to Elizabeth, I really think it's the wrong question. When if someone's re- approaching retirement, I would suggest that the right question to ask is, am I financially prepared to retire? in six months. And what is my budget? And I know that's kind of a dirty word. People don't like to think about budgets and making budgets. And I kind of uh, reframe it to call it an expense list. So what is your expense list? Uh, what are your savings? And you know, the savings being IRA balances, 401k, non-IRA balances. I mentioned uh, a little while before, what's your health insurance look like? Take a look at that to make sure that's in place. What's your asset location and allocation? Is there too much in stocks? When I say too much, if someone's retiring soon and they have 90% of their money in the stock market and they have a you know a moderate or low risk tolerance, um, that's probably not a good allocation for them. What's the bond risk in the portfolio? That's something we can talk about perhaps in the show. But a lot of people overlook bond risk, and that's a, another potentially significant risk. I mentioned earlier, what's the Social Security benefit, the long-term care coverage, uh, what's the health of you and your spouse? So these are some of the things that that one has to look at when they're close to retirement, more so than I think, is the stock market going to crash in the next six months? Because the reality is no one has the answer to that question. The stock market reacts to news. The news is unpredictable. 
And therefore, the bottom line is that the stock market's unpredictable. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the question, Elizabeth. And I think that's a great way of framing that or reframing that is, are you prepared? Do you have all the things in place uh, regardless of what the market chooses to do? And I think that's where all of us want to get to is uh, no matter what happens, you know, we want to feel as though we're okay not having to watch that stock ticker on a daily basis. That's no way to spend your retirement. So definitely reach out and have a conversation with Don. Talk more specifically about some of those bullet point items that he had in regards to uh, reframing your question to be prepared to retire in six months. And of course, you can reach out to him at 800-664-1183. All right. Well, as usual, we're going to finish off the program with a little getting to know you for Don. So here's your question for this podcast. Uh, Last time I asked you about a a universally well-known movie that you've never seen. So now I'm going to flip it and let you tell us a movie or a play or something like that that you have seen lately that you really enjoyed. Well, I'll tell you, it's a good question. And as I mentioned, I'm not a big movie goer, but recently my wife and I were in New York City and we saw a play called Come From Away. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. Mm -mm. So it's a play and I highly recommend it. It was a fabulous show. It's about the day of 9-11. Oh, wow. 18 years ago. And what happened to the international flights coming into the U.S.? So the whole show, it was just amazing. It was 15 cast members, and they played three different roles. They're all on the stage at the same time, continually for the duration of the show. So this was about the flights that were rerouted. They were coming in primarily from Europe, and they were rerouted to a town called Gander, Newfoundland. Oh, wow. During 9-11. So in the middle of the crisis, when they didn't know exactly what was happening, they shut down all the airspace throughout the country, and these flights had to land somewhere. So this little town in Newfoundland ended up receiving 38 jumbo jets with 7,000 passengers. It's amazing. And the town itself, I think, only had a population of about 5,000 people. Oh, wow. So... They had to accommodate 7,000 people. The passengers did not know for quite some time what was going on. They weren't told on the plane what happened. They weren't. They didn't find out until that evening, as a matter of fact, when they were getting dispersed into different community centers and homes and churches and local buildings to house them and shelter them and feed them. They were there for four days until airspace reopened. So it was just an amazing story about what happened that day and the things you really don't even think about. Um, so I look at it, it's a, I would describe it as a cathartic reminder of really the capacity for human kindness in the middle of something as tragic and anxiety-ridden like 9-11. Wow, that is really interesting. I'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, Yeah, you you don't think about those things, and you think about the confusion that would set in when you're not being told for the longest period of time why you've been sent someplace, this little small place, and uh, the fact that uh, those folks opened up, as you said, their churches and homes and buildings and whatnot. Pretty interesting. Very, very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that with us, Don. I appreciate it. And we'll have to check that out. It's called called Come From Away, and uh, it's on Broadway now, and I think it's they're doing a road show. So it's going to be probably playing in... uh, 
in the different playhouses all across the country, I would imagine. Cool. Come from away. Very cool. Well, folks, we're going to wrap up the podcast this week. This has been Your Money and Your Life. As always, go subscribe to the show if you have not done that yet. You can do that through Apple. You can do that through Google or Stitcher. You can do it through a number of outlets, but make sure you do share it on uh, Facebook or Twitter if that's your thing, or you can text it to people. So, you know, let other folks know about the podcast. We certainly appreciate it. Hopefully you learned a useful nugget or two of information. And if you did or you have have questions as always reach out to don at donaldcash.com that's where you can also subscribe to us donaldcash.com or call him at 800-664-1183 for don cash i'm mark killian this has been your money and your life Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.